0: afraid of, what I can become, after all the hemming and hawing, all this friction caused bawling. future favorite me has been clawing at my gut, at times it feels like butterflies, signals cross truce up with scary lies, seeing myself through someone else's eyes, gleaming, seeming, teaming up with my disguise, I try to breathe deep but my lungs have forgotten how, now i been stuck at the surface for so long, singing the same damn song. Unable to find myself, to mind myself. Why deny myself the fruits of my own labor? Self taught or perhaps bought to build labyrinths with my mental blocks. I deconstruct them with loving thoughts like I am deserving, I am capable, I am valid, I am allowed. It is not my destiny to shrink and lose myself against the crowd. Transmute mental blocks to cinder blocks and build an altar to honor my whole story. Stepping off the known path to discover this comfort. Fear be damned as I come into my own version of glory.
1: Welcome back to another episode of yeah. The Abstract. This is mom. Checking in live from the back of your mind. You still with me as the one and only.
0: Oh, Penny. Still sitting here thinking about plenty.
1: How you doing, Old Penny?
0: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good.
1: You staying blessed and highly flavored?
0: Blessed and <laughs> highly flavored indeed, Sprinkle, Mom. sprinkle. Sprinkle, sprinkle.
1: It's good. I'm doing good. We've been in our bags for a good while healing, dealing, coping, moping,
0: gyroscoping,
1: some smoking.
0: Just kidding. I don't know what that is. What means. is that? I'm not sure. I think it's, isn't that a gyroscope? Is that like the thing that, no, that's a kaleidoscope. I don't know what a gyroscope is, y'all.
1: That makes me think of the oh, thing the where thing? they put the tube up your butt and shoot water in it.
0: No, I think that's the thing that checks like your heartbeat when you're at the doctor's office. Is not it?
1: where they wrap the strap around your arm?
0: No, it's the thing where remember that comedian was like, Remember or he was like, If you are a doctor, or even if you're not, um, uh, take uh, your head uh, Yeah. The
1: thing he's like, you should keep this keep in your cart.
0: The, yeah, and he was so then when if you're speeding you could just put it on your neck and be like, I'm a doctor, I gotta go <laughs> do
1: heart surgery. <laughs> then the police will guide you to where yeah. you need to go. It won't be a hospital. It's a little awkward. yeah yes we're back at it back in the lab well we've been in the lab technically every day because life is the lab Mm -hmm. experiences are very important we both it's fair to say we've both been dealing with imposter syndrome for a while on and off some days it's easier to deal with than other days but
0: yeah i feel like we've developed some pretty good um Habits around mm-hmm. imposter syndrome as of late, though. Lots of unlearning. Lots of unlearning. Lots of practicing. Lots of self loving. Whole lot of loving. Some reparenting going on. A whole lot of reparenting. A whole lot of that. Expand your awareness, then you flip the script. Yes, Lord. <laughs> so,
1: to start off the episode, of course, we're going to introduce some quotes that really kind of lay the tracks towards where we're going to be moving. And the first quote is from Pastor Kenneth Caffin. <laughs> Sometimes you don't see your growth until it is needed.
0: I feel like this is another way of saying what we always like to say, which is everything is on time.
1: Exactly. It's a really good way to summarize it. And mm-hmm. what's the next quote?
0: The next quote is, until you value yourself, you won't value your time. And until you value your time, you will not do anything with it. Scott Peck.
1: Oof. Powerful words, Scott and Kenneth. <laughs> Thank you guys for your wisdom. So, in our first section of concepts, we got imposter syndrome.
0: Let's define it for the folks All listening. Right, Alright, 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 alright. Okay, I'll I'll define it. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: just had a Spider-Man moment. Yeah.
0: You, 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 me, me you. you. <laughs> we don't know who we are. We're just imposters. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. What the
1: fuck's going on here?
0: <laughs> so, okay, imposter syndrome is defined um, as when you see yourself through the eyes of others but through a more negative lens.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yes. That,
0: and that can mess with how you feel about how your performance is in life.
1: Right. You get this sense of you're not really capable or qualified of being able to do and accomplish things, even if you've done those very things that you no longer feel like you can do.
0: Or not even that you no longer feel like you can do it, but you've been doing it the whole time and you're not giving yourself credit for having done those things. You just think that it was a fluke or something like, oh, I just just stumbled across this job opportunity or like this, you know, dream job. I just somebody just it's just because they like me or something like, no, it's your It's because you have all the skills to be able to do this job. That's why you're here to begin with.
1: Right. It's almost like you took fake it to make it too literally to the point where you think you've been faking it. But you think (laughs) you're faking your work ethic or your effort. And that's not the case, truly. Yeah. That's okay. It happens to really just about everybody. Mm -hmm. But we'll give you the stats on, on that a little bit later on, on who's deeply impacted by imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Alright, next definition. Self sabotage. What does this mean? Mama tell you. Self sabotage is when you harm yourself physically, mentally, or emotionally, to the point where it disrupts your progress towards something, whether that be you want to get a higher level of well being. Maybe you want to achieve a certain goal or complete a certain task. Or really just do one thing that you're really hoping to do. And we've all experienced self-sabotage in one way or another. Maybe it wasn't as grandiose and huge. It could be something as simple as you hitting snooze a few too many times, knowing that this could put you at risk of being late for work or an appointment you have. But eh, why not? Still try it. Just want a little bit more sleep or just be a little bit comfortable for a little bit longer Leads to more issues instead of actually doing you any justice.
0: Or even like just putting things off in general can be considered self sabotage. Yeah, you're
1: hitting snooze on your actual life instead yeah. of getting up and doing it. Yeah. All right, what's next?
0: Maladaptive behavior.
1: What would that be?
0: That literally translates to. Bad adaptive behavior. And since I know we can't use the same word in the definition of the thing that we were trying <laughs> to define because it kind of defeats the purpose. Um, it's <laughs> adaptive is like how you adjust yourself to a different to different conditions or new conditions with bad behaviors. Or non-helpful behaviors rather. Right. right. It's muy mal. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is, is doing shit that's not helping you in your present context. Period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give them some examples?
1: All right. So, say you were, you know, at one point in school, right? And you knew you had a test coming up. And then you start procrastinating. Oh, I'm going to study for this later. Let me uh, clean the kitchen. Or mm-hmm. right, finish cleaning the kitchen. All right, wait. Let me uh just look at these two or three YouTube videos real quick. And then I'm going to start studying oh, you know, let me go call my homie real quick, see how they're doing. And the next thing you know, it's 3 a.m. You still haven't studied. Yeah. Well, maybe you felt good cleaning. Maybe you felt nice to check in with that one friend. But now you've, in a sense, played yourself because you are no longer as prepared as you could have been for the task that's coming up, which would be that test the next day. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know, some other things would be Binge watching TV shows or overeating.
0: Super common nowadays is just endless scrolling on social media.
1: Even online shopping. Maybe you're not scrolling through profiles or on your timeline, but you're just endlessly scrolling through all these wonderful, cool looking items on, oh no, fucking Ikea.
0: Yeah.
1: It happens though. It's okay. It's all good. As long as you recognize what's going on. Change can come.
0: It's balance. It's keeping it balance. We're not saying like never do any of those things, but you know, just be aware when you're doing them to avoid doing something else that you know you should be doing instead.
1: Right. The layer under everything is going to be context. So if you have nothing to do and you have no deadlines or anything coming up, binge watching isn't going to be a problem. But If you're binge watching, and once again, you have to get up early and it's 4 a.m. You're still watching that show since 7 p.m. That's maladaptive
2: baby.
0: Right. If you're binge watching because you've been working all week and you need a break from everything, that's probably fine if you binge watch some movies or shows for a few hours. Like, get your life.
1: Right. As long as you feel better and rested afterwards, or else are you actually resting?
0: Right. Like, if if you feel like you know you should be taking a nap instead... Then go take that nap. Take
2: that (laughs) nap.
1: Why are you making your brain continue to be active (laughs) when your brain's like, bro, let me just sleep for like five
0: seconds? Yeah, one of my favorite classifications that we've kind of established over the past couple years has been um, the differentiation between your like awake body and your sleep body. And I like to say, my sleep body has work to do. That's why I love sleeping so much. And-
1: Oh uh, Penny, here stay passing that exam. I will tell you that much. I, you know you do I not am, miss an exam of sleep.
0: I am honoring my vessel mm. by rest by giving it the time it needs to rest and repair.
1: Your vessel's going to the moon.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's been deprived a lot of sleep.
1: That's <laughs> true. But it's catching up.
0: Yeah, I'm up. catching up, making right. progress.
1: Next up, we got self-esteem and this is going to be how you feel about yourself and a really simple way to put it is do you like you or not not really
2: Hmm.
1: you can also think of it as a measure of how a person values approves of appreciates prizes or likes themselves and this is going to really have a big influence on how you live your life how you move through the world it even can alter your values or the things you believe in and even how you talk to yourself or even about yourself, whether that be to other people or to yourself.
0: Yeah. Like when people give you a compliment on something, do you accept it and say like, oh, thank you. You know, I appreciate this compliment. Or are you You know, being like, no, I'm not, I'm not actually stylish. I'm just, you know, I just threw this together, whatever. You are like belittling yourself when you say that. And you're also telling the other person that, you know, that was, that they're wrong, you know. And you think that they're wrong.
1: There are cultures where you want to play the humble or modest card, definitely. But ultimately, do you truly feel that way? about what's going on so sure you can say oh no stop it stop it but internally if you're accepting the compliments and believing them that's okay it's all right because that's going to be your culture we can't tell you don't follow your culture not to like be aligned with it however if you're truly denying yourself the opportunity to see the good or to see the value that other people see in you that's going to actually have a deeper impact on your self-esteem than you might give it credit. And so you're going to want to make sure that you are aligned with what you're receiving and what you're telling yourself. And to know, self-esteem can change and it's something that can be measured in a psychological analysis or exam. And so this means that you can improve it. You can build upon it. It can be developed. It can be not practiced per se, but worked on to the point where it's in a place where you're more comfortable with it. But that also means it can go the opposite direction. It can deflate. It can fluctuate. It can be hindered, if you will. It's like a muscle. Right. If you work it out in the sense that you're giving it the fuel it needs, it can be improved and strengthened. Or if you don't really give it its love or its time to shine, I mean, it's not going to be able to stand up in the spotlight the way you'd hope it to.
0: Yeah, it'll get all weak.
1: You yeah, don't let it become a punk.
0: Yeah, and then your knees will buckle and, you know, like literally and figuratively.
1: Exactly. All right, next up. We got positive and negative in parentheses. Self-talk. This can also be known as your inner critic. Oh, Penny, what's what's the definition of
0: the inner, inner your inner critic is the voice in your head that acts as like your authority. So it disciplines you when you mess up, like oh, I fucked up. Oh, that was I'm so stupid. I just you know um, stuff like that. Um, it's like how you talk to yourself. It when you make mistakes, it can be harmful. that'll be that's called negative self talk.
1: What. What are the Hmm. types of negative self-talk? Because there's got to be more than just one kind of self-talk. That seems too simple.
0: Well, the first type is kind of what I just said, like personalizing. It's called personalizing. So it's blaming yourself when things go wrong. Not Hmm. like, oh, this – because you could choose to be like, oh, things like this happens, you know? Not everything is going to be perfect all the time. Right, right, right. But if you blame yourself, like, oh, I'm the reason why everything is falling apart (laughs) – you're making it personal, mm-hmm, yeah, what else? then there's black and white thinking
1: oh, I know this one
0: that's things can only be good or bad, nothing in between
1: in school, they compared this to uh or the metaphor we used for this was Batman. <laughs> There is no gray area when justice needs to be served. Right. There's only good guys, bad guys. There's only following the law or breaking the law. And that can cause a lot of stress. Mm. I don't know if y'all know, but Batman is a very, very traumatized soul. He needs some therapy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The
1: Joker is just trying to make him laugh, you know, but
0: he did, Joker did some black and white thinking too, but.
1: Joker sees the nuance, but when Batman's around, he pretends it's just black and white.
0: Yeah, Batman doesn't see the nuance as much.
1: No, Batman just sees justice and injustice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I don't kill. I'm not saying go kill people. Like, definitely don't don't. do that. But please, God, don't. (laughs) I'm not saying that. But sometimes he's like, "No, I'm not gonna." I'm not going to not gonna fight you because it's not in my code. It's like, and then oh, 30 bruh, people like, end up dying. I know. like So <laughs> I don't know about the nuance, if that was truly explored in this situation.
1: Also, side note, if justice really worked, all the people Batman locked up would still be in prison, Arkham, all that shit. But these people keep breaking up. I feel like you should take some notes. I don't know. I feel like there should just be an update to the system. Anyway,
0: yeah. um, to ha- put a, to give a more like non-comic book example to this this uh, point on black and white thinking, um, it's kind of like if you feel like, oh, everything is wrong with me, and that's why I can't find a partner or a a love interest or somebody to date me. It's like oh. It's just either you think like everyone is not good enough for me, or I'm not good enough for everyone, or something like that's very cut and dry. It's instead you could think of it like, look at the grays. Like, oh, maybe in this situation, it's because we weren't communicating on this in the same way. That's why it didn't work out. Not like, oh, I'm terrible. I'm never gonna find a lover. Like, no, it's just it didn't work out in that that one time. Right. Let's you have to, work on the, let's work on the little details. Let's tweak things, you know.
1: You have to go back to what we said earlier about the context of the situation. Everything isn't always going to be the same. It's not going to be the same place. It's not going to be the same sleep. Everyone had, there's a lot that changes each time something happens. Yeah. So just being considerate mm-hmm. of the nuance mm-hmm. that exists on every single interaction that you have with yourself. And with other people. Yep. All right. What's the next type of negative self-talk?
0: Next one would be magnifying. What is that? It's focusing on the negative things and dismissing the positives.
1: So it's kind of like black and white thinking, but then you just stay on the more pessimistic side of that black and white thinking. Mm-hmm. So everything can only be bad. Everything is only wrong when some negative. good could have actually happened in that interaction, but you just...
0: Yeah, it's very woe is me, which is like, you know, you can give yourself some time to feel all your feelings out. Right, but then that's not even giving time
1: to your feelings because you only gave room for the 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 despair and you being a victim. When in reality, both people could have been a victim in that situation. And
0: And you probably did experience some good things in that interaction.
1: right. Just got to consider it and check it out. All Mm -hmm. right. Last type of negative self-talk.
0: The last type is called catastrophizing, which is expecting the worst things to happen. Yep.
1: So in a previous episode, we talked about how if you have, or if you deal with rather high levels of anxiety to prepare a plan for the worst so that when other things happen, you're still prepared for what could have been all the things that would go wrong, if you will. However, in this sense, imagine you're not even preparing or planning. You're trying to actually take action against the worst thing that could happen. You just think the worst thing is going to happen and that's it. It's almost like a combination of magnifying black and white thinking and personalizing. Where you're magnifying the bad thing that would be a part of that black and white. And that's it. There's nothing else. It's just the worst thing that has to happen right now because this is just the way things are.
0: Yeah. The root of that word is catastrophe. So we all know what that, that means. speaks for itself pretty much. <laughs>
1: exactly. And so one thing to keep in mind is that this inner critic that may be saying these different types of negative self-talk or negative talk to you can also celebrate you when you do good. It's the same source. It's you. So in order to get this critic to become your number one fan, you need to actually recognize what the hell is going on. What's happening? Oh, I'm talking to myself in a negative way. Oh, I'm black and white thinking about this situation. Awesome. You've hit step one. You have brought your awareness to the situation. Now you can take action. Now you can allow room for change.
0: Ooh. Be that beautiful butterfly.
1: Flap them (laughs) wings. All right, next section. We got awareness. So we're going to try to web that bridge among all the concepts that we just presented to y'all. And the first place to start with is going to be imposter syndrome. And what, how, what is, what do you mean? How does imposter syndrome tie into all those things? Well, imposter syndrome is. A form of self-sabotage now what does self-sabotage look like in this in this context of that if you will so consider both the mental and physical aspects to this so mental we're gonna look at the mindsets you have counterproductive mindsets taking center stage when you're experiencing imposter syndrome and we put these into really three categories so you have indecisiveness perfectionism and procrastination indecisiveness you're not so sure and then you kind of just stay in this area of i'm not sure so i'm not gonna make a decision or just stick with i don't know yeah well most of us don't know a lot of things but we still move through life if you will Mm -hmm. So it's okay to not be sure. However, if you stay in indecisiveness and not not allow room for moving forward
0: or making a mistake, like if you're stuck in indecisiveness, you're effectively paralyzing yourself from moving forward. Like I'm notorious for saying I don't know because <laughs> I don't I don't know a lot of times, but it's like uh, that can be rooted in being afraid that you're not going to make the right decision
1: when there can be nuance to said decision it doesn't have to be a hundred percent correct
0: right like you could make a decision and then it doesn't work out but you can still fix still it be okay yeah later like, on right.
1: or the worst thing hasn't happened because perhaps you're catastrophizing what your decision the fallout of your said decision yeah and then next would be perfectionism which is Almost, if you are on the other side of that spectrum of catastrophizing and thinking like this has to be... I have to get to the right answer or else bad things will happen. Where you want the quality of something to be ideal at the highest standard. Yet, last we checked, nothing in this world is perfect.
0: Yeah, artists are notorious for doing this. Um, You know, you're working on a piece and... Or you're supposed to be working on a show and you're like, no, it's not ready. It's not perfect. I'm not going to put it out Mm -hmm. yet. I'm just going to keep pushing it off. Or like you have a concept, but you don't think it's good enough because it's not perfect yet. But if you never put it out, nobody's ever going to see it. You're never going to move past that point.
1: Right. And so then there's not even opportunity for, is this perfect? Because no one even knows what. You then made.
0: Yeah, it can't even be good because it technically doesn't is- exist <laughs> to anyone else. <laughs> right. like Which is okay, but if your goal is to have an art show, then you got to put it out at some point. All right. Yeah.
1: And then the final mindset is, once again, procrastination. And we hit on this before, but putting things off, this could be due to indecisiveness that exists in perfectionism, if you will. Mm-hmm. Or it could be neither of those things. You're simply. Too preoccupied with something else. There can be deeper layers to what's fueling any of these mindsets. But the hope, once again, bringing your awareness to what's going on. Because once you realize, oh, this is, I'm procrastinating. Oh, I'm too caught up with the ideal quality of said thing. Oh, I actually haven't made a decision. All right, let's move forward. What can you do to get past? This mindset so you can, once again, continue to change, continue to grow, continue to blossom into yeah. said butterfly that
0: you are. Or at least try because if you're trying to, I don't know, eat healthier, but you just say, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Uh, maybe next week. Maybe I'll just, maybe next month. <laughs> like, you're or, never hey, going to start.
1: I'm going to start doing this next year for my New Year's resolution. No. Start tomorrow. Even if matter of fact, start right now.
0: Yeah. Even if you change your mind the next day and you're like, Okay, today I'm not gonna eat totally healthy. But I you can the next day. But at least you have those few days where you did, you know, and then over time you build that muscle of eating healthy and then after before you know it it's like, Oh, I eat healthy a lot of the times. I can do this. Yeah. And
1: it doesn't have to be your entire diet is healthy. Maybe you then chose, hey, I'm going to drink more water today than I did yesterday. Mm -hmm. That's healthy. It's all progress. It's all hoping that you get to a place where you're more comfortable and more satisfied with what's going on.
0: Yeah. Drinking water one day a week is better than drinking only soda. Seven days a week. Exactly. <laughs> like it's progress.
1: And this bleeds into the next section of the self-sabotage where before we're talking about the psychological and mental, now it's going to be the physical where you have unhealthy behaviors taking center stage. And this is happening because these behaviors likely helped you feel good at some point. It likely helped you get through something at some point, or it was just a way that you were coping with something at set point. However, now this isn't working the same way. It's not serving you the same way as it did. And this can be binge watching, mindlessly going through social media, playing video games for way too long, internet shopping, binge eating, excessive drug use, which includes drinking alcohol, um, watching a lot of porn, gambling, overspending, And also, this does include self-harm, and that's not to say cutting yourself and doing things of that nature, which is going to be more on the extreme side. However, it's best if you then take action against bringing harm to yourself, because this can put you at risk of suicidality, which is where you're going to have thoughts of you not being worthy and wanting to kill yourself. But this can also look like you doing risky behavior just for the sake of doing it. So maybe you're putting yourself at risk really for no reason. Maybe you drive with no seatbelt on. Maybe you ride a motorcycle with no helmet on. Maybe you are going to areas where you may be in danger more often. However, you're just doing it without really being considerate of what could happen to yourself or to the other people that are with you. Yeah.
0: It doesn't have to be on the extreme end of, what's that show on MTV back in the day where they would just do dumb stuff, like stapling their body parts and stuff and like- Oh, Jackass. Yeah, Jackass. Like a lot of those things I think would be considered self-harm, but not everybody does stuff like that. Right,
1: and not everyone gets paid to do these things either. Right. Where these people are doing it for a check, you might be doing it
0: just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was this kid when I was in like middle school who would definitely eat like bark, like tan bark from the playground.
1: Just to do to it. get
0: friends. Like yeah, right. stuff like that.
1: Hopefully he has friends now.
0: Right. It was a long <laughs> time
1: ago. All right. Now the deeper layer of these behaviors and even the mindsets, why? Why do we self-sabotage?
0: Well, to get friends.
1: No. <laughs> but First. getting friends, even that, what's a deeper layer? Survival. For survival, yeah. Because without friends, you're at higher risk of not surviving. And now, Dr. Judy Ho, who was the author of Stop Self-Sabotage, she suggests, cease, she suggested that self-sabotage is a biological response with the in, intention of survival. And this is going off of psychologist Kurt Lewis's theory of the approach avoidance conflict theory, where goals have positive and negative sides to them. So think of a goal as a coin, where one side is going to be all the good things that could come from it. On the other side are going to be the bad things that could come from it or the pursuit of it. Now, setting a goal feels good. It actually releases dopamine. So... Biologically, it does actually feel really good. And this is going to be your positive. Yet on the negative side of it, it's going to be change. Now, you might be thinking, how is change negative? That doesn't make sense. Well, your mind is wired to avoid threats or danger, and change can be felt as a physical and psychological psychologically perceived threat, which would be danger to your brain, if you will.
0: Right. So if your goal, you're you set a goal, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get in shape, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get in shape. I'll be all sexy, and, nah, nah, nah. and the then and then. The positive. That's the positive, and then the negative is like, oh, I'm gonna have to like get up at six a.m. and go running. Ugh. I don't know if I want to do that. That right. sounds painful. Less that sounds sleep. <laughs>
1: you gotta change. You gotta deal with that discomfort. That's gonna be seen as a threat in your brain. And self-sabotage is when your desire to reduce said threat, a.k.a. change, is stronger than your desire to accomplish your goals. That's going to actually be an issue for you in the long term because now you're no longer accomplishing many of your goals or most of your goals. Instead, you're staying in a place of perceived comfort when that might not actually be the case. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You simply just don't want. To change. Yeah. And so once again, these things that may have worked before and helped to resolve a problem before, but are no longer doing such are gonna be seen as maladaptive behavior. And this happens unintentionally. And it's totally normal. It's okay. We all do this. For example, babies cry and that helps them get certain things, but then as they get older, them just crying having a tantrum. It's not going to work the same way.
0: You got to adapt and use words at some point to describe what your needs are so they can be met.
1: Exactly. Sure, you can cry and maybe it'll make you feel good, but...
0: Crying is a good thing sometimes. Like, you have to let yourself cry. Right, but but
1: having a tantrum or rolling on the floor like a baby, not so
0: much. Right, the context.
1: Exactly. But Okay. Next up, you're going to have your self-esteem and how that actually impacts your behavior. Well, once again, remember your self-esteem is do you like you or not? Because it's going to be, it's a reflection of how you think and see yourself, right? So if you think you're a fraud or if you think you're not good enough, you'll begin to treat yourself as if this is truly the case. And there's so much that goes into what impacts your self-esteem. Well, Penny, what's some stuff that impacts your self-esteem?
0: Um, It could be genetics. It could be your age. It could, it could be um, like your life experience, whether you've experienced trauma, whether you're, whether you feel healthy or not, whatever that means or feels like to you, mm-hmm. um, your thoughts and self-talk as we've gone over uh, whether you're you know negative self-talking yourself all the time or whether you're your number one fan um, impacts your self-esteem it's your social circumstances it's how you others treat you um, like what you're used to being treated like you know Mm -hmm. Um, and how whether you compare yourself to others or not and there's also issues that um, result that come from low self-esteem. Like what? There's uh, so people-pleasing. Oof. It's like not really standing up for yourself and just doing it, doing something just because you feel like somebody would like you to do that, whether you want to or not. Um, and there's nuance there, but if this is what you consistently do, it's kind of... It can be a result of having low Mm self-esteem.
1: That's also uh, poor boundaries.
0: Yeah. So like that whole thing about how when people are used to overstepping boundaries, they'll get angry when you put up your boundaries, more healthier boundaries. It's probably because you were people-pleasing before and now you're not anymore. Um, Or not trying to anyway. Um, another Mm -hmm. thing that can come from, uh, low self-esteem is being irritable and easily angered. Like imagine you're putting your, your own needs second to everyone else all the time. I could see how that would totally make you
1: irritable. Right. Your body's thinking, what, what's going on? What about me? (laughs) I'm not getting my needs met. What's happening right now?
0: Yeah. Um, this is also related to thinking your opinion is not important or what you do is never good enough, or doubting uh, like everything you do,
1: pretty much. And then once again, your body's like, "What the heck? Yep. Why is nothing working? Why is what nothing I come are up are with we right?" Doing? Exactly.
0: Yeah, um, and it's also being really sensitive, um, and dissuade. What is it? Dissuaded? No, being just being sensitive to other people's opinions.
1: This goes back to the mindset we we're talking about, where or yeah, where you're taking things personally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Often That might not even be the case, but if you're going to attach the issues or critiques that you've been told of to yourself and who you are as a person, it only makes sense that your brain is going to see that as a threat to who you are. Of mm-hmm. Oh, I'm an issue. That's wrong. Something's wrong with this.
0: It's like that Janelle Monae when Janelle Monae in that one song. I like that when she was talking about somebody she cut off her perm and then someone rated her six, and then she was like, <laughs> "Oh fuck, like that hurt." But she she still knew in herself, like for herself, that she was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still fine. Beautiful, yeah, yeah, like I'm beautiful. I'm." I'm me, you know? I'm not a six, I'm a ten. What the hell are they talking about, you know?
1: Right. Get out of my yard talking about I'm a six. I'm going to go yeah. talk to other people who think I'm a ten.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of like, I know that it's really hard now with social media and everything and like the validation that we, we seek a lot of times. Um, So it's going back to the compliment thing, if you, when somebody gives you a compliment is like, uh, like you're waiting for that compliment versus being like, oh, I... No, I've already gave myself compliments today. <laughs> like if someone gives you a compliment, it's a bonus, you know, more right. so than an affirmation that or like a validation rather. Yeah. All right.
1: So next action we have are abstract snacks and really tips on helping you flip the script. And this is going to help you put into action embracing change. And making room for it. But of course, you're going to need a little bit more intel, right? In order for you to do so. So the first snack we got for you is to know that you're not alone. America is is set up for you to fail. Unless that is you are a white cisgendered male who's heterosexual and comes from a family of middle class or higher class people. Then all right, well, America was made for you.
0: Specifically.
1: Congratulations. <laughs> you lucky son of a bitch. right chop <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, that's just an impersonation. <laughs> I'm
2: like, but <laughs> around
1: 70% of adults may experience imposter syndrome at least once in their lifetime, research suggests. And it's more common in minorities. So if you're a woman.
2: Who would
1: have thought? BIPOC. LGBTQI. Immigrant. Disabled bodied. Have a history of being put in a corner and restricted via discrimination, prejudice, violence, microaggressions, oppression, restrictive laws. Huh. You very likely have experienced imposter syndrome at least once.
0: yeah, Because it's how you've been treated. How you're used to being treated.
1: Other people's views are not lining up with how you view yourself. So it only makes sense that you're going to start to feel like something's off. Something's wrong. I don't
0: feel like me. Yeah. Becomes internalized.
1: And that's not okay.
0: Yeah, we don't want that.
1: Right. Know this. You may be a minority in America, but you're not a minority on this planet. You are part of the majority. Mm -hmm. So remember to consider the bigger picture. America does a really good job at making it seem like all the things that happen here are the only things that happen in the universe. When last I checked most people in America don't even know where some countries are in Africa let alone Europe
0: that's why when we go to other countries a lot of times they're like they perceive Americans as being um very closed-minded i guess or like very i don't know maybe self-absorbed because we only, a lot of us think that yeah, everything that's in America is the only thing that's happening. We're the only ones who struggle with stuff. Like a good example,
1: too, is that people, well, you might hear often in America folks saying like, oh, you, you better speak English. You're in America. And then they go to other countries and don't speak the languages of the other country and don't even try. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. If you're going to say you have to speak English in America, the next time you go to France, you better be speaking French.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Study up chap. <laughs>
1: That's right. No, I'm <laughs> next up. Awesome advice from Lavia Jaya Jones, because she is married. Oh. Being comfortable with discomfort. And she had a really dope TED talk where she really dives into this concept of embracing discomfort and getting used to discomfort.
0: And disruption.
1: Yep, because this is going to be your avenue for change, for growth. Mm-hmm. And one really valuable point she brought up is speaking your truth or saying the truth and you being this first domino, which will then start this chain of reactions. And when it comes to speaking your truth or saying the truth, you have to think of if it meets three categories or three qualifications.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: First one is, did I mean it? The second one is, can I defend it? And the last one is, did I say it with love? If you can say yes to all those things, then do it. Totally say it. Go for it. You shouldn't only speak your truth when it's difficult to do so, but rather that is especially when you should be speaking your truth.
0: When it's difficult. Mm -hmm. I feel like That's a lot of people have said that too, and we've been saying that about Or trying to live by that is if you if it scares you, this probably means that it's something that you should be doing or like, don't let the fear part stop you from doing something that you want to do.
1: Right. And the fear is definitely important to consider. But once again, context, if you aren't physically in danger you can already start to let that fear tamper down a little bit. Your well-being is not going to be put at risk and you're going to just get they know, snapped out of existence. You're still going to be here. You can still pull yourself back together if things get hard or you make a mistake. That's totally okay. People are making mistakes every single day. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. But you tried. You did it. You attempted it. That's what matters most. Yeah. All right, next section we got or next section. Excuse me. Next point we have is
0: Ooh, this is one of my favorites.
1: Good enough quality aka it's G-E-Q. G-E-Q,
0: Y'all, we've been living by this. I've been living by this. <laughs> um it's the idea that you know, perfectionism as we talked about is very unrealistic and it can really limit your progress in life because like as we talked about with the art stuff, if you if you say, "Oh, this isn't good enough," we can't release it yet. We can't release it. It will never come out ever. So right. allowing things to be good enough, like just good enough quality to put it out, and then you know you can be open to improving on it, iterating upon it. This will. This is a good way that you can dismantle imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Practice makes better, not perfect.
1: Because nothing can ever be perfect. The sun yeah. isn't even perfect. And that's been around longer than this planet has.
0: Yeah, perfectionism is a lie.
1: It is. False truth. We talking about practice? Yeah. Exactly. Practice. Practice. that's <laughs> practice. <makes> better.
0: <laughs> the thing that I live and die for. Whoa.
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, more tips on flipping that script. Let's rebrand it. Rebrand imposter syndrome. So instead of you thinking, when you get caught up, rather, in thoughts from impostor syndrome, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, people are going to know I'm a fraud, that I don't belong here. Consider that as a sign that you care, that you want to be great, that you want to be successful. You're not a fraud. You worked and earned your way into this position. Someone is starting to finally notice, oh, your inner critic is finally starting to see, oh, you big time, huh? You're really trying to smoke these top fives, huh? You're really trying to move up this food chain and be great. Your body is just adjusting to this new arena that you've entered. And this is all built off of your past successes, from your hard work, yeah. your work ethic.
0: You would not be here if you were not capable of being here. And
1: if you didn't care about your work, you wouldn't... Feel this anxiety. You wouldn't feel like an imposter. There wouldn't be this emotional experience going on at all, but you do care and you did earn your way here.
2: Yeah,
0: caring is a good attribute to have.
1: <laughs> exactly. Simply allow yourself more grace and do a little bit more of what we're about to say next, which is trust the process. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Shift your focus from the outcome to the process itself. You're thinking I'm a fraud or oh, I'm not good enough because you're thinking about the final outcomes of situations where you made a mistake or where you weren't right. But once you start to think more about the process and focus more on that, the control falls back into your hands because you can control how hard you work. You can control how much you focused on a task. But you can't control necessarily the outcome or the responses of other people. So this allows you to decide what is important to you. Is the outcome more important to you? Or is the process more important to you? Think you're going to fail? Think you're going to make a mistake? Try it out. If you don't try, then you failed. Because you're going to miss all the shots you don't take, right? And action is going to be failure. And this also counts as silence. If you don't speak up. You didn't speak.
0: Yeah. No one will ever know.
1: (laughs) No one will ever hear. Your silence is going to be very loud. But maybe you're worried you don't know what you're doing. Oh, okay. Ask for help. This is perfect. It's beautiful. Oh, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing right now. The internet exists. YouTube University is a thing. There are people and sources everywhere that can at least allow you some guidance, some clarity, as to what you can do next,
0: yeah, and if you hold your tongue and not ask questions that you have just because you wanna keep you you don't wanna seem uh incompetent, that will only hold you back because only an actual imposter would wanna pretend like they already know everything
1: exactly, so once again, maybe you are faking it till you made it, but now you've made it, and you're still faking that you haven't made it yet,
0: yeah. We're allowed to not know. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to yeah. not know.
1: Not knowing <laughs> is a sign that you know.
0: Yeah. Like parents, I think we talked about this with parenting. Like when parents just pretend like they know everything, they just make stuff up. It's like <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's so bad. It's like, just that, be like, I don't know. Let's right. find out together. Because that child Let's is no going to- respect lost. The like,
1: child is learning all this stuff. That false truth you then implant in the kid- Years later, they're going to realize you lied.
0: You're like, hold up. The sky's not purple? What the fuck? You got me looking crazy <laughs> in front of my classmates. Be, just because <laughs> you wanted to front like you knew when you did not
1: it. <laughs> It's a cool idea, but dang, mom, dang. Put yeah, me up heck? for
0: no goddamn
1: reason. Got me looking like a fool in second grade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And also, honor your progress and celebrate your victories. While you experience imposter syndrome, you take negative feedback as proof that you are not good enough. And all those false beliefs that you have about yourself being a fraud or whatnot, it fuels that. No matter how much praise you get, you dismiss praise. You dismiss positive feedback. Mm -hmm. And then you think, oh, they don't get the whole story. They don't see all that I'm doing because if they did, they'd know I'm a fraud. Fuck that. Put more weight and emphasis on the other side of that because that's unfair to your whole story. Yeah. Not just this chapter, but your whole novel.
0: Yeah. That's the whole thing about like we shouldn't, nobody should ever be judged based on the worst thing they ever did.
1: Right. Because that's not all you are. Right. So take the time to celebrate the things you achieved, the things you accomplished. Reflect on what you pushed through and passed and this This allows your mind to really honor your big picture and your novel instead of just the mistakes and failures that you've experienced or done.
0: And here's a little bonus exercise you can do. Um, If you've been listening since the beginning, uh, you know that one of the things that I recommended you do was to keep an ongoing list of enjoyments so that you could reference. W- yep. Yeah, whenever you don't remember or you having tr- trouble remembering what you like, <laughs> then you can reference this list. Similarly, you can make a list of your accomplishments, even if it's little, like, you know, I cooked something new today and it tasted really good and I was proud about that. It was fucking delicious. Mm-hmm. Like make a whole list of all the things that you're proud of that you did. Um or you don't even have to be proud of it yet, you know? You could just be like, This is something that I did. I finished school. I you know, I went to every class this week. And that's a positive for me, you know? Like just write it all down, then you can reference it and Build up that muscle of being proud of yourself and remembering all the reasons why you do deserve to be here today.
1: Exactly. Another one, quick one. Give yourself a high five in the morning. Mm. When you get up, don't look at your phone. Go to the bathroom, brush your teeth, look at yourself in the mirror, and give yourself a high five right up against that mirror. Mm-hmm. Because a high five is going to trigger all those positive feelings and emotions that you get when you give anyone else a high five. Yeah. But we never give ourselves high fives. We don't really hug ourselves. All these things that we do to show affection or celebration for other people, try that for yourself for once and just see how it feels.
0: Yeah. Think about the last time you gave someone a high five. Even if it was like over something silly, didn't that elevate the entire moment?
1: Energy straight lifted.
0: Yeah. Try it. Do it.
1: Let us know. Do it. All right. we reached the end where now we're at the Ask the Abstract segment of the show.
0: Ooh, y'all sent us some questions, and here we are with the
1: answers. we got the answers for you.
0: We don't got all of them, but we're doing our best.
1: (laughs) All right. So our first question was from Brianna.
0: Hey, Brianna.
1: Hey. She asks, what are your favorite ways to unwind after having a difficult conversation?
0: No, <laughs> oh, Penny. Besides smoking a splur? I s- like... S- s- like s- ha'm, <laughs> ha'm, besides ha'm. smoking a <laughs> I like just, you know, <laughs> just reflecting on what just happened. Because if mm-hmm. you're having a... If it was a difficult conversation with somebody else, chances are I'm going to need to process what we talked about. Um you know think about some of the just what happened at all like oh this is i didn't know that they thought this but that was cool that it seems like they felt similarly to how i felt actually and we just came at it from different angles or something um yeah that helps kind of put a cap on things so it's not lingering mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah what about you
1: i do some deep breathing and try to feel myself become grounded but i'll step away from the space so say you had that difficult conversation in the living room or i had that i'll say me don't about me right now (laughs) so say i have that conversation in the living room then i'll go into the bedroom or the backyard or just somewhere else a new space and i'll do an inhale of four counts and an exhale of six counts and keep my eyes open. I don't want to close my eyes because then I might get lost in emotions I'm trying to process as well, but really letting the weight go and being present because my body's going to be digesting as Openny just said, digesting what's going on, really processing what just happened. And I myself tend to, Ruminate or can dwell on thoughts and experiences. However, I've caught that when I'm at least able to come back to the present, embrace some silence and breathe, my body's like, all right, we just ate that food, you know, an emotional dish. Let's keep it moving. You've got the calories, aka the knowledge from what you just experienced. Let's keep it moving forward.
0: I love that. There's actually, um, representation of this breathing exercise that you <laughs> described in um, cartoons even like no seriously because I mean it's in meditations where they they tell you like that exact number maybe give or take a few seconds but or counts but yeah whole point be is like inhale in for less. short yeah for yeah. like at least four seconds and then exhale for longer than that yeah. but they even talk about mm-hmm. this on or they use that in Kipo it's on netflix it's so cute but basically like they're running away from this creature who can sense your heart rate like it can't see but it can hear your heart rate so then one of the one of the wiser kids was like oh they're telling the other kid who was freaking out how to calm down and they're like oh take a Inhale for four seconds and then exhale for eight, and then their heart rate like dropped dramatically, and then they were able to get by without getting eaten by the giant bug. That's always but a it's, plus. It's documented, you know. You know, I'm just making this stuff up.
1: Try not to get eaten by bugs, y'all,
0: Mm-hmm. especially big ones.
1: <laughs> Next question from Shion. Shout out to Shion.
0: Hi. Hey Shion.
1: So. She wanted us to chew on the thought of the idea that you don't need anyone else to validate you. You're an adult, so validate yourself and move on. And this is really going to be the comparison between validation and reassurance.
0: Man. I... Living with my parents um, during COVID, I really practiced doing this a lot. Um, Like... Cause you know sometimes you have different views than other people on things. So like,
2: that normal.
0: fashion, for example. Like my dad <laughs> loves to act like he's he knows fashion. I'm not saying that he doesn't at all, but like, I don't know it kind of sounded like come you. Come like,
2: <laughs> like you you're he's like, hey dad, me chill. crazy.
0: Like he's just like. <laughs> He's like, okay, bruh, like, is that your outfit? But like, you know, just practicing me being like, I just have to practice being like, yeah, this is my outfit and I like my outfit. And <laughs> it that's, it is what it is. That's it. That's it. But it's like a lot of, <laughs> instead of being like, ugh, like, do I look stupid right now? Just because he said that, like, no, 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 no. Um, it has a lot to do with, I brought this up earlier, but reparenting my inner child. hmm just knowing really what I'm about, who I am. It takes, sometimes there's more, da- there's days where I'm more sure than
1: others, but it's practice. That's okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's practice. Practice makes better.
0: Yeah, but also, oh no, yeah, that's it. <laughs> just practice.
1: For me, this makes me think about my relationship with social media. Mm. And so I, I know early on, When I first had a, or first opened my Instagram, opened. When I first.
0: (laughs) When I opened my account. God, that made me sound so
1: old. I'm not even that old. When I first (laughs) made my Instagram account, I would often go back to check likes and then be like, okay, this is a good picture. Yeah. Even if I really liked the picture, but if not a lot of people like it, I'll think, oh man, this probably wasn't a good picture. Or, oh, this caption is probably. you know, just something starting to cut flack. I'm like,
0: how is only 2% of all my followers liking this picture?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. But over time, I've been able to take a step back from social media. And I use it differently now. It's Instead, it's more of a capsule, if you will, for some photos or just moments. Mm-hmm. And I no longer need to look at how many likes I got. Maybe I might be more so entertained by comments or seeing like who's left a comment on what, you know, more often than not, it's the same people leaving the comments, which I always appreciate, but that doesn't really weigh too much on my heart. I don't need the validation from external sources as to, oh, this image and caption combination are a quality. Good job, Daniel on. No, it doesn't matter. I like the photo. That's why it is now here.
2: <laughs> Photos
1: I don't like will not be here. Yeah. <laughs> this is for this is my gift from me to y'all. If you like it, awesome. If you don't, awesome. Oh, well, <laughs> it doesn't my matter, page. right? I liked it. I put it there. It will now exist forever in the ethers.
0: You have opened your own account on the Instagram. You can do what you wish with your account, uh, <laughs> unless it infringes on other people's well rights, and well-being. Yeah, right. and
1: watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question: We got. How do you celebrate your victories, Open?
0: Man, I just really been remembering to tell myself how proud I am of myself. Mm-hmm. and yeah because i didn't i had, was not doing that for a while it'd be like go 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 and then never taking a moment to just be like wow i i had like five meetings today and they were all fruitful like that's
2: what <laughs> that's good man. yeah like what
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know just the little things mm-hmm.
1: I give myself a literal pat on the back mm-hmm. or a hug. I've started giving myself high fives more often, which do feel good, truly. Going up to the mirror and be like, yeah, you, you did that shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or you tried that shit. Mm-hmm. Not being like, oh, you tried somebody. No, but I tried. Maybe things didn't work out that well, but I tried. Because there's definitely a point in my life where I would not try at all if I thought I would not excel
2: Mm.
1: if not succeed yeah that pat on the back it's almost like when you start scratching a dog on that one spot (laughs) and their eyes start to kind of like close a little bit Mm -hmm. not fully closed but just a little bit and their ears start to droop a little bit oh that it mm, it'd be hitting boy yeah
0: Ooh, another thing. Sometimes I like to do little victory dances or just be like, oh, yeah. That (laughs) is your
1: go-to, I swear to God. I do that. I hear that that shit. (laughs) Oh, man.
2: I
0: just be like on the computer in a silent room like, oh, yeah. (laughs) In my mind, like, okay, I'll there. Some good just happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In these streets, just congratulating yourself. Hell,
0: yeah. Like, one time I was up. I was waiting for the bus and I saw this man who was definitely a grown anywhere had probably had an office job. Because he had like the whole like professional attire on and stuff, but he had headphones on. And he was just dancing like walking down the street, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, get it, guy like he's probably I don't know if he had a good day or a bad day, but that sounds like a great or that looks like a great way to celebrate. A
1: whole lot. Yeah. Def, no, definitely. <laughs> right? Oh, gladly start incorporating my shmoney shimmy. hmm But okay. Second and last question. Wasn't really a question, but turning turned into question. <laughs> Shout out to Hush, because we love hush. you, bro. We love you, bro. <laughs> but, o Penny, how does drinking water make you feel?
0: It feels like water crystals coming up. Oh, my God. (laughs) Crystal water.
1: Crystal diamond (laughs) (laughs) water.
0: Hydrating every cell of my body. (laughs) Um, I mean, overall, drinking water, especially when it's like ice cold, Mm -hmm. it feels excellent. Mm -hmm. It feels Mm -hmm. like I gave my body a gift and and that it's also at the same time, like the exact same time, it's thankful Mm -hmm. for that gift.
2: And then I get to be like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I just did that. Yeah, just drank some water. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I totally concur. It's yeah, basically a gift. I feel more often than not my my body does do a little shiver shimmy <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Okay, closest way to put it, but not totally aligned with the emotion that was being conveyed, are the hyenas from uh, Lion King. (laughs) One of them goes, Mufasa. And it was like, do it again, do it again, do it it again, do it again. My body does that. It's like, (laughs) drink some water. Give me more, give me more, (laughs) give me
0: more. I'm going to imagine that from now on. That's perfect. (laughs) Positive, though.
1: Also, reminder. Drink more
0: water. Drink more water. Mick Jenkins. Mick Jenkins. All <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, last, last
1: question. <laughs> last question. Oh, Penny. Or do you want me to go first? I can go. Or you go first. If you had no fears, what would be the first thing that you would do?
0: I would freestyle sing live in oh, in, front in, of a, in a jam sesh. Yeah, if I had no fears cuz I I know I wrote in the notes it just says sing and I would just be I'd be singing, but like not You'd be freestyling. But not like like I have this fear that I'm going to fuck up, you know, especially if it's a jam sesh cuz I know a lot of me mu- I know a lot of musicians and like artists and stuff, so especially in Hawaii. No, especially Duckworth. in Stop. Especially in Hawaii. All right, can I tell my story about my Co- fears Co- and Co- 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 if they didn't exist? Co- like in Hawaii, we'd be in jam sessions. Shout out to Zenjamin, Zen Ooh. James, Ziche, Zeech, Devin. Devin, Marianne Ito.
1: Um, oh, so you can name drop, but I can't. Because <laughs> you always started like it. the,
0: you always. You know these people. You saying you don't know these people? I do, but it's not like we would be in jam sessions all the time. I'm Talking about like casual, like. But do you not know these people? That's not the context that I'm talking about, though. <laughs> I'm talking about if we're at because this I'm is playing, my what I would like to do if I had no fear. <laughs> I would be a part of those jam sessions with the live the jazz <laughs> and the live harmonizing, and I would just jump in there because I feel like I can. But I every time I almost do. Like I get invited to do it and then I stop myself because I'm like – or I'll just do it real soft to the point where you can't hear me. And every time I'm like, why did I do that? Why didn't I just go for it? Because even if I fucked up, it's like there's like 10 people here. It wouldn't have been the end of the world.
1: It's true. You know what I mean? We've definitely seen a lot of drunk folk go on stage full confidence and everyone's like, oh,
0: God. Because I'm not trying to be, like, famous from singing, but, like, I feel like I would enjoy singing in a live jam sesh like that with the homies and then mm-hmm. just letting it all out. let it all out. let it, let <laughs> all it out. out. Let it out. Yeah, that's what I would do. Sing and freestyle. Freestyle singing. Hmm. What would you do if you had no fears?
2: Hmm.
1: I probably do what I've always wanted to do, which is to freestyle dance in public. Like you know how people are those performers who like spray paint themselves gold or like silver. Oh
0: that kind just be
1: out be out there. Mm. Not not saying I'm gonna (laughs) do exactly that, but I'm saying but you know how they're just out there? Mm -hmm. They'll be known with them.
0: Yeah. They're just
1: literally there for hours.
0: Oh, you'd be like when we were in Malaysia and those people would just be like dancing and hoping, just dancing, singing. I was going to say New York, but uh, Malaysia works. I mean, there was a lot too. in Malaysia too. But yeah. All right. They were singing. They were singing. <laughs> they were awesome, a, but they and were that was like a band because very... it was a group of people. Yeah.
1: So that, you can kind of ride the energy of a group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when it's just you mm-hmm. and all eyes are on you...
0: You have to just keep going. There's a pressure
1: (laughs) that at one point your brain goes, something's wrong. (laughs) Because (laughs) biologically, biologically we're wired to think if I have all the attention, I'm in danger. Yeah.
2: Because
1: anyone could just act a fool and do something, right? But
0: if you fucked up, it's not like they're going to jump you. They but that's what pile. my
1: brain is thinking is like, all right, no, mom, if I if I slip, I'm about to get stomped out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if well, I don't make this look clean, ooh, I'm about to get knocked unconscious and we'll wake up at home.
0: Yeah. But even you've told me like dancers are super – oh, but I guess you're not surrounded by dancers.
1: No. Maybe and that, that used to be a source of reassurance.
0: That they're all – oh, well, but to finish that thought – Mom always tells me that like dancers are super supportive normally.
1: Very supportive.
0: Because I thought like probably a, a lot of other non-dancing people thought or think that or used to think that if you went to like a dance class that you had to be already good because everyone else is like a pro. <laughs> but
1: That's not Mom it at was told me that
0: you know everybody's chill normally and are like encouraging, super
1: encouraging. Yeah, very like. You're here. Yeah. You're moving your body.
2: <laughs> we like, know
1: not everyone can do that. There are some dis- disabled body people who can't even stand up. Mm-hmm. We're getting to really embrace your body and just let loose. Everyone's like, "Yes, this, yes, just do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Be free, be happy. Sure you can clean it up. Or do this differently or that differently. But at the end of the day, you danced.
0: Yeah, everyone starts somewhere.
1: And everyone has their own style. And once you start to see someone flesh out their style even more, mm-hmm. it's, oh my goodness, it's so dope.
0: But you wouldn't find your style unless you started. Try and try again. At first you don't succeed.
1: Anywho.
2: Yeah.
1: This has been another episode of The Abstract. <laughs> don't forget to go to our website, theabstract.work. Not dot com, because we want y'all to put in that work.
2: Do the work.
1: Also, send us your questions so we can dive into them as we just did during our Ask the Abstract segment. DMS on Instagram at...
0: Ask the Abstract.
1: <laughs> ha ha, that's just a kidding.
0: joke. That's our email.
1: <laughs> our Instagram handle is actually the same exact thing as our website URL, which is theabstract.org.
0: Yep, absolutely correct.
1: <laughs> or you can email us at Worldpenny just said
0: Ask the abstract at gmail.com
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And feel um, free to join us on patreon. Exactly.
1: There we get into more intimate content. we do some food for thought where we get deeper into the stuff we're talking about on the podcast. We do a whole other thing called word vomit, which is a lot of fun, but we won't tell you what that
0: is. We'll let your imagination wonder it's a secret mm-hmm. unless you join us on patreon then it's not a secret to you anymore because you're doing on <laughs> patreon
1: definitely check out all the books that lovey has put out she is a phenomenal author um brene brown also a really good powerful individual on the psychology realm check them out
0: mm-hmm. and also if you're reading stuffs we have manuals that you can also check out That are chock full of tools, all having to do with mental health, coping, and resiliency.
1: We're talking about, we got questions for you to answer to get deeper into those layers that you may not have uncovered yet. We got whole sections of facts for you to, I mean, no more facts about what we's talking about.
0: Yeah, and really they're uh, toolkits Mm -hmm. that will help you work through some emotion processing if that's what you
2: need.
1: It's like psychology for dummies, except a lot prettier, less condescending in a title. And also it's made by yours truly, Mom, and open.
0: Yeah. Because we know y'all aren't are dummies. We just like putting things in layman's terms because a lot of times it's way too complex.
1: Right. Let us to decipher. Digest, yeah. Let us <laughs> decipher, well, by us, I mean... Mom. <laughs> Let mom decipher the jargon. Because chop it up with a penny to make it even more layman's terms.
0: Because mom has a master's in clinical psychology and they know what... Clinical
1: col- mental health counseling.
0: Okay. That.
1: Don't get it twisted, y'all.
0: Sorry. We knows what we's talking about. Yes. Mom specifically. All right. I also know what I'm talking about, but just I don't have a degree in it. <laughs> i got a degree in my life yeah i'm a student of life <laughs> exactly exactly, um, exactly but i've learned some things along the way
1: lots of things because you turned uh how old did you turn again for the people in the back i'm 32 all that wisdom all that knowledge all those years on this earth of course you know what you're talking about
0: yeah I'm like an og kind of
1: you're a young OG.
0: I'm a young OG.
1: You're also halfway to a senior citizenship.
0: Actually, in six years, I think I will be officially a senior citizen, according to some website and the bet. government.
1: Bet, 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 yeah. bet, bet. I can't that, join that's... AARP yet, but can you get? Oh wait, no, you can't.
0: I don't know what benefits you get, but somebody somewhere is like, no, nah, officially, you're a senior citizen at 38.
1: All that to say, I okay, <laughs> you getting older, y'all we all are um, every Wes. moment for every day and with each moment of lived life comes knowledge and wisdom
0: knowledge is power exactly Thank also
1: you. know that the next episode that releases is the final episode of season 2 Woo. and then we'll be going on a official hiatus not just a we putting in work so we can't work
0: Yes, because we are still doing this mostly out of the love and kindness uh, and passion of our souls um, and hearts and and not quite for a check yet. Although, if you'd like to write us a check, we'll gladly accept it.
1: And hey, join our Patreon. More folks (laughs) on our Patreon means more content.
0: Sometimes we send our Patreon members merch just because we feel like it.
1: And by that is because we really appreciate their love and support and how they've been with us since day one.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'd be feeling like they deserve some love. And hey, you deserve some love too. So come on over to our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash the abstract and support your boys.
0: Your boys.
1: (laughs) your boy. All that to say, this is mom.
0: And this old Penny.
1: Stay curious,
0: friends and we have spoken.